This is Daizenshu EX, the podcast, episode 167 for the week of March 8th, 2009. Welcome to Daizenshu EX, the podcast, an extension of the all encompassing Dragon Ball fan site. Consenshu EX. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Somebody had to do it. I know. If it was going to be anyone, better be you. We cover anything and everything. Dragon Ball? Dragon Ball. <laughs> Dragon Ball. And hopes of enlightening. <laughs> and a little bit of entertaining. What's up, y'all? I like the idea of saying we're a show all about Dragon Ball Kai. Because <laughs> this episode is going to kind of be just like, yeah, Kai, Kai-licious. Uh, Kai-licious. Kai-tastic. Kai-tastic. What else you Kyorama? Kyorama? Kaipalooza? Uh, let's introduce you first. The woman of many words and descriptions. Yes, mostly hey. ending in vowels, like, uh, like, a palooza and a rama. Hi, Mary. Hi. How you doing? I'm grand. How are you? Grand? I am. I'm so excited to hear that. <laughs> you should be, damn it. Uh, I'm good, thanks. You're Mary? You uh-huh. come from basically this podcast now? Oh, God, when you say it like, wait, it's so depressing. It's like I don't even come from my own site anymore. No, you're just here. <laughs> I'm too lazy to even like you know traverse the distance from the site to your site. So I'll just stay at your site. It's All easier. Right. I don't you have can to crash. We get some empty beds. Sweet. Uh, Julian's not here. We're recording Thursday night because uh, we got some stuff going on all weekend, and we just can't arrange it with Julian. So we brought on two familiar voices because they're awesome guys, and we like having them. And they can speak coherently, and they have decent things to say. So this all makes for a wonderful podcast cast. So I'm going to go over to the dude from Konzenj... No, it's just Konzentai. It'll soon be Konzenju EX. Just give it time. At some point. We're going to get old and lazy and rely on each other. (laughs) Ten years down the road. Ten years? I'm thinking like two. Two? I can work with two. (laughs) Uh, We haven't decided if we're going to call you Heath or Hujio. So... Heath Geo? Heath Geo works. That's your name from here on yeah. out. Anytime anyone refers to you, it will now be Heath Geo. <laughs> Heath okay. Joe or Heath Geo? Heath Geo. Heath Geo. There you go. Geo. Okay. Let us move on. We also have Corey with us. It's been, uh, as you said before we started recording, uh, two years. And that freaks me out. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's really scary, really frightening. Kind of awesome at the same time because we can pull you back. Yeah, definitely. So last time you were here, we were talking about, oh my god, the same thing. We were talking about cropping <laughs> a new release Oh my god, show. it was the box set? <laughs> yeah. That was two years ago? I know, I'm such a one-trick pony. It's like, <laughs> cropped show, two years later, cropped show. <laughs> it's a master it's, uh, of cropping. It's two episodes later, because you're on episode 65. Wow. Holy oh, crap. Look at that. I thought yeah. it was like one year ago when those things started coming <laughs> no, out. It's, it's been a while now. Can oh you my god, it? where's the time going? I know. Well, you're here. We're uh, glad to have you. I haven't talked to you in a long time, so it's nice to have you on the show again. I appreciate the invite. Well, uh, that's Mary. That's Heath Geo. That's Corey. <laughs> that leaves me. My name is Mike, Vegito EX, and as I like to say, I'm the ringleader of this circus. And it is a circus this episode. So we got people from all over the place. Uh, what are we going to talk about? Uh, Mary, you kind of already spoiled it. We're OMG about spoilers. Dragon Ball Kai. <laughs> Been talking about it a bit. And I got to say, this episode was supposed to be a review of Ayumi Hamasaki's new single, 
Rule, which is the theme song for Dragon Ball Evolution. Yeah, except we got it um three hours ago, so that didn't really leave us ample time for making a a very substantial review yeah. and forming an, an opinion. You know, CD Japan, usually the way it works is I get it exactly one week from the ship date. And, you know, stuff comes out on Wednesdays. They typically ship it the Monday before. I guess they're assuming, well, if he's in America, it's not like he's going to get it before release date two days later. So, it's not uh, like he does a podcast and needs it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't pay for that extra shipping. I just do the usual <laughs> shit. So uh, Monday rolled around, didn't show up. I'm like, oh, that's all right. As long as I get tomorrow, that's still ample time to go through it. Because I've heard the song a couple times. Tuesday, not here. Wednesday, not here. Today is finally here. So uh, I was banking on it not showing up because that's my luck. So I figured uh, we'd catch up on news a little bit, but kind of turn the news into a topic again. Talk about Dragon Ball Cop. cop out. A lot. It's not a cop out. It was partially planned. <laughs> Thank you, U.S. Postal Service. But uh, there's a lot of new stuff going on, new information. There's a commercial. We'll talk all about that. We'll break that out of the news into its own topic. So that's basically this episode in a nutshell. Anyone got any other random shit they want to mention? Mary? No shits. No shits? No shits over here. No shits. Heath Geo, any shits? I'm tired. You're tired. <laughs> Corey, you got any shits for me? Bring it home. Dude, you are totally copping out simply because you've been playing Street Fighter 4 all this Shut time. Shut up. I have <laughs> not. I totally agree. It's Seth's fault, all right? Blame Seth, it on Seth. Seth is a bastard, and he should burn in hell forever. I agree completely. So on that wonderful note, let's go over <laughs> to the news. <laughs> First thing I want to mention, because I keep forgetting every time a new episode comes out, episode 9 of DBZ Abridged is out. This is the uh, the death of a character, this episode. Everyone's favorite. Too much else about it. Has everyone seen it? Yeah. It's the death of two characters. True enough. I guess there's only really one that I remember, even though the other <laughs> one was kind of significant, too. So, uh, any uh, brief comments? Anyone wants to put in? Mary, how'd you feel about it? Funny as always. Funny as always. Heath Geo? I haven't had the chance to watch it yet. Ah, you're a bastard. Corey, how about you? I loved it, and I hope that maybe they pick up the release schedule without uh, degrading in the quality, because the past couple episodes have had me rolling. I hear you completely. Every time I watch a new episode, it makes me want to watch the whole thing again from the beginning. Oh, I know. (laughs) I gotta (laughs) tell you, I actually keep all the episodes on my iPhone, so, you know, train to work. Don't feel like listening to something. I'll just watch a random episode of Abridged. So that's that. Uh, let's move on to crazy, weird Japanese things. K-17, who's basically keeping us in business with news, let us know that there's a random new idol group out in Japan coming called Sherry. Their debut single is going to be yet another cover of Romantiku Ageru Yo, or I'll Give You Romance, the closing theme to the Dragon Ball TV series. Why? Who is excited about another cover of this song? I can't be excited because I don't understand. (laughs) It's a great song, but I don't know that we need these many, you know. (laughs) You were actually saying, Mary, that you don't even like the song that much. Not anymore. (laughs) Because, like, I don't know, it just doesn't feel special anymore. Like, why are all these chippies, like, picking this song and redoing it? It is kind of weird that this has been the focus. I don't know. It feels like 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 Mr. Stilter. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, everybody in America has covered Helter Skelter by the Beatles, and it feels like every little group that comes out of Japan is picking this song to do their own cover version of. 
Absolutely. And it's not even just the newbies. It's some of the older established people have done it too. Like Yoko Ishida, I think, did it. I can't even remember who else has done it. But yeah, it's a little weird. It's a little creepy. This one's coming out on April 22nd this year. Catalog number is UPCH-5586. Uh, I wrote 120 yen. I actually don't know if that's correct. I think it's supposed to be 1200. It's, yeah, it's 1200. All right. That makes a little more sense. That would be about 12 bucks. If I remember correctly, there's only three tracks on it. And, uh, the title track is it for that. There's no karaoke version, instrumental, anything like that. Track two is something called, I, I don't remember. Was it release separate. or separate? That was it. And then there's a remix of that song as track three. That's it. Um, a Brazilian remix. <laughs> it's not even Brazilian. It's how, how do you pronounce what this says? Ajapai. Ajapai goes to goes Brazil. To Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know who Ajapai is, but apparently they went to Brazil and remixed this song. <laughs> Uh, so you know it's going to be good. Absolutely. I don't know if I'm rushing out to pre-order this CD. I know that's a little weird coming from me, but maybe I'll wait for something else down the road before I throw it into an order. Just saying. I conjured my Google Foo and I found out what Ajapai is. Okay, what is it? <laughs> it's Toshihiko Mori. He's, I guess, a producer in Japan or something like that. Oh, <laughs> all right. So it's the name of... That's not nearly as interesting. I like Ajapai better. Well, then just edit it out. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Last time I tried to help you, you bastard. <laughs> all right, fine. <laughs> Moving I on. I did look, and it's actually up for pre-order on both Amazon Japan and CD Japan. Oh, is it finally now? Because I know it wasn't listed for a while, so. I looked like five minutes before you called me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. Good job. Glad someone's on top of things here. Hey, I'm going to stick with you because you actually broke the news, I guess you could say, about a new guide coming out in Japan. It's actually out this week. Yeah, I, uh, I actually got an email confirmation from Amazon Japan saying that it shipped. I got that last night. And in Japan, it was already the 5th. And it said it's supposed to be delivered on the 6th. I was like, hmm, so am I going to get it today? And I got home and it wasn't here, so... That would be a little well, weird next day. Yeah. I was like, holy crap. <laughs> so it's stuck in Anchorage, Alaska right now, so if anybody wants to go grab it... <laughs> nice. I'll get right on so, that. <laughs> no, it was uh, completely random. I don't... I went to look something up on Shueisha's book, Navi, and it's like, oh, what the hell is this? And I went and looked, and all it was was a blank page at the time. We had no idea what the hell it was. <laughs> But it was a super exciting guide, so I was stoked. <laughs> I wish you were kidding there, but give it us the is full title super here. exciting. <laughs> it's a Dragon Ball super exciting guide story volume. Wow. So, yeah. <laughs> Only in Japan. <laughs> I know, the typical <laughs> Japanese naming for stuff. It's a, it's a typical Japanese name for something. I mean, I don't know what else to say about it. Well, it came out this week. It came out on March 4th. It's 96 pages. It's pretty cheap. It's 630 yen, so like six, seven bucks. Not bad. You know, it's, it's a good deal. I mean, it's a little shorter than some of the other guides that have recently come out. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, Landmark was about 190 pages so is forever. Right. So, so it's and, the, to and this one's supposedly a little smaller because it sets a B6 size. Oh, so, okay. Gotcha. Uh, it's not the same size as the Konzaban. It'd be closer to about the Tonkabon. So is it about the size of the uh, GT Perfect Files books? Uh, Yeah, that would be my guess. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. So it'll at least fit in on the shelf somewhere. 
won't be totally out right. of whack. Like this movie 12 book I bought from Tanuki Kuribo, which I think is even bigger than the Daisenshu. It's just kind of lying on its side. When I get books like that, I don't know what to do with them. So I like the smaller ones. They can fit in yeah. nicely somewhere. So, and as we expected, you know, I kind of alluded to it on Contentai, but I had an assumption it was going to be a manga-related guide, and it was. And I figured most everything in it was going to be recycled. And I got an email from Greg this morning, and sure enough... It's mostly all recycled. Yeah. So. There were a couple of new things. you get a new interview. Right, right. It was interesting. Even the interview doesn't say much, though. No, no. And most of that's, like, recycled stuff. Like, I was looking through a couple other things, because Greg posted up on the forum a bunch of highlights right, from right. the book. And so I went through and just was, when I got home tonight, real quick, flipping through and looking. And uh, he mentioned about the Super Saiyajin the blonde hair. Right. And Toriyama's mentioned that before, so it's kind of like they were asking the same questions and he was giving the same answers. Uh, I know actually Herms responded to him and he said that's kind of old information, but it was the first time he mentioned that it was a, a conversation with his assistant at the time that brought that about. So at least we learned that there was an, an assistant involved in deciding not to color black hair anymore. Well, because it, it first came out in the first Shenron Times right. that was released with Daisenshi 1, and it was uh, Fuyuto Takeda, his third jump editor while Dragon Ball was running. He kind of recounted a conversation he had with Toriyama, and that's basically what Toriyama said. Gotcha. I was lazy, so I didn't want to color <laughs> in black hair anymore. That's so Toriyama. <laughs> I got to say, I actually found two of my Shenron Times yesterday, so I'm pretty excited about that. They were just hanging out in a binder in a desk, so kind of happy. <laughs> on on a similar note with it being mostly the same material with a couple of new tidbits, I know they mentioned the uh, Kamehameha with the uh, actual name of it, but have they actually said before that he practiced, I guess, different motions by himself to figure out which one was the coolest looking one? Because I hadn't heard that one before. <laughs> I haven't really heard that either. No, that's new to me. So I guess it's... Old stuff, but with a little bit, like, attached to the end. Yeah, a couple extra little things there. So if we get anything, we can get that. Pictures of mental images of Toriyama. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I know you're getting it. Uh, I'm going to have Julian pick it up for me. It's pretty cheap, and I'll probably just have him. I'm not going to get it right away. I'll wait until the Jump Anime Tour DVD comes in, kind of get a care package from Japan later on. But it'll be interesting to uh, take a look and see what's in there. I actually, uh, and honest to God, I didn't realize it until I got my confirmation from Amazon, but apparently I ordered two copies, so... Oh, nice. <laughs> so if anyone out there has any idea what I can do with a second copy, uh, send me an email. Well, as I typically say, you can just give it to me. Well, of course. You've already got a copy coming. Obviously, the answer would be to give it to me. Um, that's very true. I'll let you two fight over it. All right, I win. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. We got one last bit of sort of kind of news before we get into Dragon Ball Kai. Uh, we talked about these chapter books coming from Viz a while ago. It's under the Viz Kids label. It looks like it's going to be mostly simple text and maybe some pictures. We have cover art for the first four volumes, and while I don't think any of us are really interested in reading these, per se, the cover art is pretty interesting. I know people on the forum were kind of dissecting it, and, you know, Herms was there because he doesn't sleep. He was just answering everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which chapter title pages some of them come from, and they're plastered over, you know, different backgrounds, and they took a vehicle from one scene and replaced this, so... They're actually kind of nice-looking pictures. Mary, let me... I think they're really nice. You think you like them? Yeah. I'm going to get them and just kind of frame them up, maybe. No. All right. <laughs> what do you guys think? Any interest in this stuff? I give Viz a big thumbs up, actually. 
I was I was shocked when they came out because they actually look good. You know, they it looks like they put effort into it. Yeah, so, yeah. Props it was for nice that. To see. You know, it is some recycled images like they've done a bajillion times before. But they actually changed it. They colored it in. They put different images together. So I don't know. Maybe somebody out there was listening. Corey, what is your uh, interest level in these? Uh, I'll say again, yeah, I agree. The effort level is definitely higher, which I think is funny uh, compared to like the Viz Big releases with the covers. <laughs> yeah, I know, I love it. It seems like they just took a picture and just sort of threw it against a wall to see what would stick. But um, <laughs> I, I'll, I might pick one up in Borders and read it in the aisle and laugh at it, but that'll probably be the extent of my involvement. Yeah, I hear you. All right, so yeah, I don't know if they'll get any of my money for it. But. <laughs> right, right. But we'll get get our props. Stores. All right, so volumes one and two drew out August 4th, so that's a while off, and then three and four will be out September 1st. So we have a good portion of a year before we finally see these in stores. That, uh, I think, is it for news, unless anyone else knows of anything else going on. Hey, this is going to be the first of two break-ins in this episode, because after we finished recording, uh, literally the next morning, a couple other extra things came out. So in terms of news, just these two little things here, IGN put up a new trailer, news in quotes, for Dragon Ball Evolution. It's actually the one that's been floating around for a while, but now there's a high-quality download through them. Uh, it features Ayumi Hamasaki's rule in the background, some new special effects. Uh, it's got Shenlong at the end, which we saw from a Japanese trailer a while ago, so go check that out. Speaking of rule... Uh, according to the new Oricon list, Rule is Hamasaki's 20th number one single in a row, and her 32nd number one single in total, but it sold, in quotes here, barely, as the article wrote, over 95,000 copies, and is the lowest first week sales ever in her career. So I think that shows uh, exactly where the music industry is heading. And that's it for the extra news. So with the news out of the way, let's do some Dragon Ball Kai. So uh, there's a commercial... And many, many pages upon pages upon pages of discussion going on. Really? Yeah. Like 50-something. Yeah, well, uh, this thread's up to 50-something. Are you serious? Oh, I'm totally serious. No fucking way. (laughs) 100-something. Right, and that's nothing. Uh, I think someone pointed out that the first... uh, Orange Brick season was 150 plus, something like that. So, my God. Yeah. So, let's talk about this. The first commercial for Dragon Ball Kai hit Japanese television. And of course, because we're in 2009, it's immediately online shortly thereafter. We even got an HD version of it, and we even had some fan subtitle uh, of the HD commercial. So, welcome. God, I love the internet. I know. This isn't technology grand. It's great. So, uh, the first thing I really want to say about this commercial is that it's 15 seconds. It's really, really short. It's only a couple scenes from what's probably going to be the first episode of Dragon Ball Kai. That's all we have to go on. But it is enough between this trailer or commercial and some of the other updates we've had. And, you know, we've had Wasted Wisher popping in with uh, a couple inside source bits. So there's enough to have a full-fledged discussion on this. So that's what we're going to do. Heath Geo, I'm sticking with it because I find it hilarious. <laughs> You said you were working on a couple notes uh, for the discussion, so I'm going to let you kind of lead it off here. Where do you want to go with this? Well, first, I guess I'd like to make a public statement. Go for it. You kind of made one previously. Yes, I'm sure I I know where you're going. Yes, we're in the same boat as far as I'm concerned. 
Because a lot of people have been saying, well, what's the difference between this and what Funimation did and all of the elitist people out there, are they're going to praise it because it's from Toei and it's Japanese. And for me, yeah, it's from Toei. But it, if it turns out that everything's just completely cropped and it appears it's not going to be at least thoroughly center cropped, but I'm not going to give it a free pass. So <laughs> that's my first major note. Okay. Uh, other than that, I mean, I it's 15 seconds. I, I don't know what all... You, you can take a lot from it, but there's still tons of questions that you know are still up in the air. I agree completely. There, there, there are a lot of things that we won't know the answer to until April 5th. Right. And technically April 4th in the U.S. So. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> I think it's going to be something like is it 4 p.m. our time, Eastern at least. Well, I had like it that. down. It was like 6 p.m. here in the Midwest, but then gotcha. we have that damn... Daylight savings time. So oh, okay. It's uh, it'll be seven. All right, we'll have here, to do some so math then. It'll be like eight Eastern. Okay. So I'm doing my math right. I don't. Know. I was just trying to figure out: Am I going to be home from work to be around when the shit goes down? I don't know. Well, it'll be on Saturday. Oh, so. oh, that's right. Of course, <laughs> it'll be Saturday. Is there on Sunday? <laughs> All right, so yes, I will be home from work unless something crazy is going on that day. I hope so. Well, uh, let's just get going with cropping then, because that's probably going to be the biggest part of this discussion. Just on our notes page alone that the four of us are working off of, I have two screenshots here. Snaku, Snaku, whatever he's going Snaku. off of. I'm assuming it's Snaku, although I think he goes elsewhere by Taku, which is different from a Taku that we have on our forum, who's a different person. It's a little confusing. Anyway, so some people have thrown some comparison screenshots together, and these would be overlays of the Dragon Ball Kai commercial with the Dragon Box uh, version of the exact same episode, episodes wherever the footage is coming from. Uh, and you can see that there is indeed some cropping going on. But Mary, I'm just going to go straight over to you. These two screenshots that I have on screen, there's a huge difference between the two. Right. I think it kind of blows, to be honest. I mean, I don't want to be a hypocrite and say, oh, well, you know, because Toei's doing it, it's okay. I mean, looking at that first one, it's like, okay, you gain a little bit on the sides, but like the Funimation one, it's like, okay, you put so some what? on the side, but who cares? You're still taking that much from the top and the bottom. I don't think it's as much as the Funimation one, but my whole problem is, yeah, they can reframe it all they want, but the show was not meant to be widescreen, so clearly this is just Toei just continuing to milk the thing for all it's worth. So that kind of bugs me. Okay. I do like the colors, though. The colors <laughs> we'll look nice. Colors. <laughs> okay, sorry. Well, the difference between the two that I've picked here is the first one is a dead-on center cropping, which would be exactly like Funimation has done with their season box sets. However, the next shot over, which is uh, not a close-up, but a full-frame shot of four characters, the cropping has been moved and reframed up to the top of the screen so you don't lose Goku's head. Instead, you lose kind of... Bulma's arms and Roshi's arms and Krillin's torso. Yeah, you lose... I would say... The Kame symbol. You lose the Kame symbol. You lose the least important information. So as we were theorizing when we learned that there may be some cropping involved, it is a reframing, which to me at least says there's some extra effort being put into this beyond kind of an automatic, as we've talked about, uh, process from Funimation. Corey, let me go over to you. Um, when you first saw these and you saw what was going on, 
maybe just like Heath Geo, do you have uh, like any kind of statement and like overarching thought to this? Uh, I completely agree with the consensus here, which seems to be that it's not a free pass just because it originates in Japan because Toei's the people, you know, the company that's producing it. But at the same time, I don't necessarily feel a need to automatically damn them because they're doing something that has some stylistic uh, common ground with what Funimation did. Obviously, we've seen from, you know, exhaustive uh, scrutinizing of the volumes that Funimation basically put things on autopilot, whereas with this, at least, we can see that someone is sitting there maybe reframing the shots at the very least. Right. And, I mean, there does appear to be an actual remastering process or a restoration process going on beyond just throwing on some filtering. But uh, uh, it's it's one of those things where, in all honesty, I look at it, and similar to my approach back in, say, December or January of 2007, 2006, I look at it and say, okay, it could go either way at this point. I mean, what I see so far, yeah, I can see where people are getting in a bit of an uproar over cropping again, but at the same time, since we know more is being put into it than what Funimation said, plus the fact that Funimation kind of tried to start their own uh, campaign to head off the negative feedback, whereas Toei's just basically given us a couple of vague blatant statements and not really right. come out on the defensive, it gives me a little bit more hope that this might be a more competent approach to it. Gotcha. I, I think that makes sense. I mean, just looking between these two particular shots and seeing any kind of difference is such a vast difference from anything we saw from Funimation. And it's really sad that we have to compare these two because they are so similar in that they're making the show into widescreen, doing some kind of restoration process. You hate to compare the two products, but they're so similar in kind of their more generic approach. It, it just works out that way. I, I don't know how else we can unfortunately talk about it without really comparing the two side by side, which is such a shame because you almost can't compare the Dragon Box versions uh, with Funimation's releases because there's such a drastic different approach to those. But this is so similar, we kind of have to throw them into the same pool of discussion. Yeah, but I mean, at the same time, people are taking, you know, Funimation obviously started their releases back in February of 07, so we've got two years' worth of product where they have, but even by my own admission, they've made some changes to the processing that have resulted in some, you know, higher quality yields. Right, right. Whereas, I mean, people, I think people are getting a bit too defensive and kind of, you know, like we've said over and over again, it's a 15-second commercial, basically, and people are almost like throwing their finger up in the air and going, aha! I mean, it's, it's kind of hard to right. make an entire judgment based on a quick commercial. Right. And I, I got to say, I hate that we almost have to be a little defensive about it. We did, you know, wait until Season 1 came out, and we gave that a thorough review. And we'll do the same thing with Dragon Ball Kai. Sure, we can talk about it all we want up until April, but come April, we'll have... You know, an actual product that we can sit and go through. It'll unfortunately only be one episode at a time, but it'll be some concrete, actual releases that we can look at. So Yeah, I mean, people people wanted to kind of jump in and say that, you know, when Funimation started releasing their initial promotional material, you know, they had... I remember they had, like, a screenshot of Gohan, and then they had a screenshot of uh, Kaiosama and Gregory. Right. And they want to say... They say that people kind of jumped out and automatically attacked Funimation, but... 
just for the hell of it, I kind of went back and looked at the conversations. And while, yeah, you're always going to have people that, you know, are out for blood from the very onset. In that case, a lot of it was just because Funimation was kind of throwing out $5 words and people were kind of looking at from a technological perspective and going, well, wait, that doesn't make sense if you really look at it from an objective standpoint. So Right, and here we have Toei talking about it's going to develop more speedily. They're not using any $5 (laughs) words. Right. It's going to be super speedy and good. (laughs) Well, that brings up, like, uh, you know how... Toei has been advertising it, which is in their typical fashion of, we're not really going to tell you a whole lot while we're still kind of telling you things. Right. And at this point, looking at it, it's like, I don't feel like they've lied to me at all. Oh, no, absolutely not. I still have a little honesty, but when... Funimation first came out, they announced, and the, you know, the first trailer hit the internet and everything. It was like, the way it was meant to be seen, this is a whole new show. This, is, I mean, it was just almost, oh my god, what was that? Right. You know? And so, yeah, I mean, if you knew if you I, knew I don't nothing, feel like I've been lied think, to, yeah. so I still trust in it a little more, and we'll see how it pans out, but feelings could change. Yeah, definitely. Let's talk about... Uh, the DVNR that may possibly be going on here and how it's different from Funimation's approach, if it is at all. Corey, I'll rely on you for uh, a little bit of information on this. I will try. (laughs) Um, Where would you like me to start? (laughs) Well, I guess we've talked about Funimation's before. It's kind of beating a dead horse here, but how how is Funimation taking their approach to it? Uh, Basically, from their own representation, which was mainly through their booklets that come with each set and with uh, the behind-the-scenes extra they had on the first DVD set. Basically, when they tell a scene the film, they run it through a number of automated processes, which include a couple of uh, fairly high-spec digital video noise reduction machines. Um, They are, by what they said, designed to conceal the presence of grain and scratches and film damage. Uh, it's a, I mean, it's it's unfortunate because a lot of features have DVNR applied to some degree. The common misconception these days is that film grain is bad, a smooth picture right, that's right. perfect, almost like a digital photograph is the ideal. I mean, you've got multi-million dollar films like uh, the Batman films even have traces of DVNR. And on the anime spectrum, you have uh, Akira, which just got released as a Blu-ray, which even has some DVNR applied to the actual film. So it's kind of, it's a common practice, but Funimation kind of pushed it to the extreme end of trying to annihilate the grain that's present with any sort of 16 millimeter uh, medium, which is a cheap film stock and is going to show as you get higher in the actual native resolution when you're scanning it, the more grain is going to become apparent. Let me totally flip it over to Dragon Ball Kai then. I'm going to read the one of the four points that Julian translated from one of the jump scans. This is uh, how Toei phrased it. All the grime, damage, and noise remaining on the Z film will be removed. In HD, the image will be even clearer. We've carefully made the ultra-powerful Kai world even more impressive. So again, we got the typical <laughs> Japanese speak there of not really saying a whole lot, but they are kind of flat out saying... Yeah, we're doing some noise reduction on this. And all we have is, sure, it came in HD, but just a 15-second trailer that we had online, so it's 
really tough to compare it. But Corey, let me stick with you then. Uh, how does this compare? Does it look any different from Funimation's approach? And if it does, how so? Uh, I mean, it's hard to tell just from looking at the footage they've shown us. It does look, you know, a little bit blurry when you look at the actual definition, the outlines of the characters and so forth. Right, right. So, I mean, it could very well be the exact same pitfall that Funimation went into when they did things. It's it's honestly hard for me to tell at this point. The big the big problem when you were looking at uh, Funimation's film masters were, or their digital masters rather, were the uh, textures being completely obliterated. Uh, it's I don't see anything here that necessarily reeks of the same uh, degree of degradation. But again, it's such a limited uh, segment to look at that you can't really draw a judgment just yet. But it does look it does look like they have applied some form of filtering in terms of noise reduction. I agree. You know, I'm looking at a couple of screenshots here that that we've posted up. And the like you said, the outlines are a little blurry on the characters, but to me that says that there's less sharpening going on at the same time, which is another thing that Funimation sets were kind of notorious for. That almost helps destroy some of the clarity as well. So I'm kind of conflicted on how I feel about it, where I'm like, yeah, it's it's warm and it's vibrant and it's kind of a soft image, which makes sense. But I almost feel like that hurts when you try to upgrade. And we've made fun of Funimation for doing this, where they try to pretend that it's always new. It's not an old show. And I think pitfall is a great word where it's always falling into the same trap, trying to present an old show as a newer show. Yeah, but they have the advantage of their reanimating some things or like cleaning up some stuff True. we don't really know what's going on with that so at least they have a leg up in that respect and that they have resources to build some things from the ground up right right well let's go into that because we did hear stuff from wasted wisher who's kind of like our inside source is it the philippines branch of toei that we determined something like that i think that's what yeah. okay he was saying that as far as he knew, there was no cropping going on, which completely contradicts what we've seen. Now, I, I don't want to defend those statements, but what came to my mind was, well, one branch doesn't necessarily know what the other is doing. They may have been working on extending the footage and just had no idea where it was going from there. So like, to the best of my knowledge, it's not being cropped. It's not really a lie. How are you guys feeling about that? Does it hurt the credibility, even though we've seen so much in the past? I really don't think so. Again, I guess we'll have to wait and see, but I can totally understand where you're coming from with that. I mean, it makes sense. If their group was just set at the task of, okay, we're going to extend these, we're going to redraw some of these backgrounds and whatnot, while another group somewhere else was off cropping. And reframing the scenes, exactly, yeah. And he may not know at all that that was going on. So as far as he knows... There was no cropping. And I do want to say, I mean, he told us about this project a month before there was any news online. So (laughs) that lends a little (laughs) credibility to, and I think we can be a little lenient on any information that comes out just based on that alone. But I mean, that's how I feel. You're welcome to feel different about that. Uh, My perspective, in all honesty, is that I can't remember verbatim what he said, but I want to say he had said he was working on specific scenes. Right, right. Now, I mean... It's even been brought up on the forum that no matter how much you scale or reframe a scene, some scenes are just going to turn out um, awkward right. because you have you have some scenes where some characters, you know, 20 feet high and the others are like one feet tall. So, I mean, it's hard to draw that balance where you're capturing everything. 
it's entirely possible that that studio primarily is dealing with scenes like that and extending those out so that they can actually frame those scenes and capture all the footage while retaining the uh, 16 by 9 format. Right. And that may be blindly optimistic, but oh, right, right. Uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to keep some form of optimism about this project, even though, like a lot of people, I'm kind of on the fence, waiting for the final product. Right, and you know, we were trying to be optimistic about the Funimation sets. Ahead they of got time. burned, <laughs> right? So, I guess with that knowledge, we're trying to not be too overly blindly optimistic. Let's uh, exactly. let's talk colors a little bit here. Uh, they don't look too different from the Dragon Box releases, but it does feel slightly more vibrant, and there's that softness quality to it. Mary, do you, you were talking about the colors earlier. Yeah, I think... What do you want to say about them? The important thing about what we're seeing from the screen caps, and again, it's hard to make a, a full judgment on a 15-second 15 15 commercial, right. is that they at least do not look wash out, uh, washed out like uh-huh. the uh, orange bricks, and that was always such a huge turnoff for me, was just how washed out some of the whites got, and mm-hmm. it was just blinding. This seems okay, but it's... It's only you know, just a small portion. You know, what I want to mention is how consistent the coloring is, at least. And again, it's 15 seconds. It's tough to tell. But unlike Funimation sets where a key can go from red to orange, everything seems to be in the same color palette here. And that's, again, that's a comforting thing, though it's only 15 seconds. Anyone else want to speak to the colors here? I thought they looked nice. <laughs> uh, they don't burn my eyes, so, you know... You gotta feel good about that, right, I guess. I hear you. Yeah, I mean, looking at it, I think one of the problems we experienced before with the prior handling was that um, one particular spectrum of uh, RGB was being pushed too hardly. You know, you had right, oversaturated right. reds or oversaturated blues. This, I mean, it may just be that it's being more carefully handled, but it seems like, like you said, nothing's really standing out as being jarring in terms of how the color is. Now, the thing I'm interested to see, because this is what happened with Funimation sets, and it may be a pitfall that Toei runs into, is the real bright contrast scenes, like the uh, the key attacks or, you know, the stuff right. where, you know, you have essentially a character there and the entire background is, you know, whited out, like when Goku's coming back on Snake Way and stuff like that. Right, right. Again, 15 seconds. It kind of sucks. Yeah. I want to take it away from that completely and stuff uh, we don't really know much about at all. Uh, the voice cast, there was a rumor going around for a little bit that got posted up. We didn't post it up because it was complete nonsense that uh, the entire voice cast was being replaced and there was even a character-by-character association with all new Seiyu. I mean, that's complete nonsense because... As we read in the jump scan, I'll read it here. The original main cast, centered around Masako Nozawa as Son Goku, will reunite. I mean... It doesn't get any more clear than that. Exactly. So that's complete nonsense. (laughs) But uh, we do know that the original cast is coming back together. Now that I kind of have, you know, a little more experience and some new voices to go along with this, how's everyone feeling about the cast coming back to redo their voices and we just learned that Toshio Furukawa who's Piccolo is uh, just now going in to record episode one. Oh my god. Yeah so Mary now that you what? know this <laughs> well, that has me a little concerned does it? So they're gonna he record his blog. <laughs> so they're gonna record and edit the thing for airing in a month. That's yeah. wild. I mean maybe that's how they always do stuff in Japan I don't know the animation process but that's crazy. Well hey it was crazy. a weekly show yeah. originally so 
When you consider that maybe they have a month, that's not too bad. Well, I think we already discussed the voices when we first talked about Kai uh-huh. on the show, and I don't think we need to really spend too much time so revisiting it, but I think it's good. You're, you're looking forward to at least comparing the performances yeah. and seeing how things are. Corey, let me go over to you, because we haven't heard from you on this subject. How are you feeling about uh, new voice performances? You know, I've actually been really conflicted about this. I, I, even, uh, I even debated posting a, a thread on the forum about it, because... On the one hand, you know, Dragon Ball GT ended in, what, 96, 97? Yeah, it was November 97, I think. Okay, so we've got roughly, you know, almost 12 years have passed since the last time that they voiced them on a regular basis. I mean, I know we've had games, you know. Right, but those would always be a couple at a time. Exactly. And they're even recycling attack, you know, performances and stuff, so. Exactly, stock footage that they had and so forth, but, um... I don't know. I mean, we have, on the one hand, we have the special that just came out here recently, which, you know, there was a strong, it didn't feel like anyone was necessarily out of place. Oh, right, yeah, everyone felt dead on. But on the other hand, I mean, I kept trying to go back and think, did we ever hear anything that really, you know, strained, you know, the performances for some people? Like, we heard Piccolo say all of one word, you know, I mean... (laughs) Little stuff like that where you've got to wonder, once you get into the performances where they're, you know, screaming their heads off, are they going to be able to hit the same range that they could, you know, back in 1989, for instance, for these episodes? Right, right. And the other thing that's conflicting is, you know, obviously we've had some people that were on the cast, you know, pass away in the past several years. Right. And it's it's going to be... Um, that's going to be really rough for me, I, I got to say. Yeah, I mean, there's there are some people. Uh, Tenshin Han, for instance, is. I mean, I hear that voice, and I've associated that voice with the character for so long. Right. And I won't. I want to even say, in some of the video games, I'm not sure who was subbing for him, but it didn't sound. It sounded kind of jarring. I don't remember his name was, offhand, but he plays Rock Howard in uh, the King of Fighters games. Yeah, I'm not sure, but I mean, it's it's stuff like that. You know, people that you know put in a performance consistently on a character over a number of years that are going to be recast now. So it's it's it, it'll be interesting, but at the same time, I'm kind of hesitant to see what the final result is. Right. All right, Heath Geo, let me go over to you then. <laughs> is that name going to stick? I'll get bored with it eventually, don't worry. <laughs> okay. How, how are you feeling about the, vo- the vocal performances here? I'm still on the fence. Um, I don't know. I You mentioned, uh, well, Corey mentioned that some of the say you in the new Jump special, you know, they weren't really stretched, and we even had characters that appeared, but there was... They had no lines. Right, right. So there are even people that haven't even done any Dragon Ball voice acting in who knows how long. Uh, like Lunch, for instance. Right. <laughs> so, uh, you know, things like that will be interesting. Though, hey, she, she, ha- she had a menu screen in a video game at least once. Yeah. <laughs> so it, things like that will be interesting to see how it works out. Uh, Nozawa, well, she's just always on her game anyway. So, because she's done so many things. Oh, right. I mean... You know, Goku and Gohan since who knows when. And and she's always going, whether it's you know new commercials or commercials even for everything. She's always going. We've got Mayumi Tanaka, who's obviously still going strong. TV show appearances and anime festival appearances. She's all over the map. And um, so I don't know. It's it's one of those things that you can't really point out because we don't know how it's going to sound yet. But it'll be interesting, like Mary said, that you can do a side by side comparison. And we'll see how do do we like this line better in Kai than we did in Z? Is that going to be weird? Now is that going to make Z sound like ooh 
you know, now I go back and watch Z, and now it's just kind of, oh, I don't like that line. Yeah. They pulled it off much better. And so it'll be interesting to see. I'm thinking, you know, the very big lines that you remember from the series and the big screams, like, obviously, Goku's first Super Saiyan, Gohan's first Super Saiyan 2. I mean, the big screams that echo in your head when we get to these moments again, and the slight difference in the vocal tone is just going to, I think, set you off, and like you'll be taken out of the moment. Right off the bat, we have, uh, with Raditz, you know, Gohan busting out of the pod, and, you know, Goku's pretty much being <laughs> let, let killed by Let me pause you right there, because Raditz is played by Shigeru Chiba, and Raditz is such a different performance for him, because all he exactly. does is scream at the top of his lungs in every other show and every other character. I think he narrates the individual promos for the uh, the single releases of the movies, and he just uses his screaming voice for that. So for him to pull it back and play Raditz again, I mean, yeah, he's done some game stuff, but I think that's going to be hilarious. I love him in those movie single promos. <laughs> there, I laughed my ass Absolutely. off the first time I watched those. But I interrupted you, so, so please continue. I was just saying, you know, the screaming, and even when Goku and Vegeta first, you know, Kamehameha and the Galico, I mean, that is a huge scene in the very first arc of the series where we really see a huge battle. And I think in those instances, like you said, I mean, it's going to be really big. Did they pull it off as well as they did the first time, or are they going to do it better? You know what? We're actually having moments that Funimation dub fans have been experiencing for 10 years now, where there's a new release, whether it's uh, the VHS release that has something different from the TV version, whether it's you know, an uncensored version of an original line, and then for the Orange Bricks, where someone was recast, and the couple fired from Season 3. We've never had this before, because we've always had just the exact same audio track and now now we're having something different let me ask a question because i mean obviously you brought up an excellent point you know we've seen funimation go back and sort of spot re-edit some points now i mean they've you gotta figure they originally started dubbing z back in what 1996 or yeah, so? It was 96. so i mean yeah so i mean we've had you know since the last time they started doing stuff consistently about 10 years advancement in technology in terms of studio equipment special effects reverb etc right Whereas with Kai, we're actually going to experience 20 years yeah. in actual change. And whereas Funimation, I think even on you know some forums, has admitted, at least with their DVD mastering software or hardware, that they haven't really updated stuff. I'm not sure what they've done with their actual vocal studio. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing that Toei has kind of kept up with some of the technological advancements, definitely at least a couple in the past 20 years. Stuff that people might have pointed out as being kind of antiquated these days. How do you think? How do you think it's going to be to hear it with the full force of you know the technology that two thousand eight, two thousand nine can provide in terms of actual recording and post processing and so you forth. Know, I'm kind of scared actually because, like I said about Funimation, that time and time again, where they try to pretend it's a new show. Toei's doing the same thing, where it's a new version of it, and people are going to sound different. It's not what my ears and all of my senses expect, and, you know, everyone's afraid of change, and that's kind of how I feel about it. Well, and what about uh, just the background music? I mean, Oh, we haven't even talked about that. I mean, stereo mix. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) And we don't know yet. Like, there's no concrete, absolute perfectly said explanation are we getting new background music the commercial had something completely new 
But what does that mean? Is that an instrumental of a new opening theme, a new closing theme? Who the hell knows what's going on? Or is it just some canned music that they used for an actual promo that they'll toss away? Right, right. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how I will experience the show with a new score. That's not to say that I wouldn't get used to and enjoy new music. I think Julie and I have said a couple times, we mentioned this on the show, um, Kenji Yamamoto's music over the years. I mean, I almost see the Super Butoden soundtracks as an alternate score to the series. Just I, I recognize them so much and individual character themes. And then we got to the Budokai series with their involvement with Tower of Power. It was like another new alternate score to the series that fits so well with it. But with the original footage, that again, that scares me. Well, and even in the uh, the commercial, it was when I first listened to it. I don't know, you know, it's a new piece of music, but for me, I, it, it was so Dragon Ball esque that it almost just sounded like I swear I've heard this music before. Right, right. And for uh, for a long time, I couldn't figure out where I had heard it, and then it turned out, oh, I'd never heard <laughs> right, it. Right, I've never heard so, this before, but it sounds like it fits. You know, so. It really so, did I mean, sound if they're like going to do new songs yeah. like that, I, I don't think I'll have much of a problem with it if it really sounds Dragon Ball-esque. Now, if they try to do something totally different, like bring in an American rock band, then <laughs> I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. <laughs> uh, do you have anything else on the notes that you were writing down that you wanted to cover? We hit pretty much everything I wanted to get to. Well, I did have uh, one question just to see what you guys kind of thought about it. It popped into my head a little bit, especially when people started really comparing the two between Toei and Funimation. And is there any possibility, and I know there's no real answer, but do you think they possibly threw together this 15-second clip, kind of like, oh, we need something, and this is not really quite as representative as what we're going to get? Oh, absolutely. Okay. I mean, we, we heard that they're only just now recording lines for the series, so there's no extra digital effects that we've seen in these, which have been prob- I mean, there's nothing to do effects on that we saw in these 15 seconds <laughs> that I can tell. Well, there are no, we didn't see any redrawn backgrounds. I couldn't tell any redrawn cell art or anything right, right. like that. I mean, maybe there's a, hey, we need some uh, footage here, and they just went back and grabbed some stuff right. from the first Someone two Someone crop a couple scenes and give us a widescreen commercial. Yeah. It's entirely possible, because, I mean, if you look back at, you know, the films, for instance, you know, uh, the quick, uh, about 15-second uh, promos that Toy put out for the actual films uh, had no footage from the films whatsoever. It was just <laughs> right. uh, it was a collage of existing, you know, shots from the series. It's entirely possible that someone in an editing house, you know, took existing footage and just kind of applied some functions and filters to it to produce this. And it would negate our entire conversation, which would be hilarious. (laughs) Sweet. I mean, a lot of this is speculation to begin with, so I mean, it would just, it would negate part of it, but most of it's, okay, we've seen this, but here's what could happen. Right, right. (laughs) Well, and I will make that point. This is all purely speculation, and just from, not even on your form, but just from around the internet, when this hit, I mean, everyone took this as verbatim. This is exactly what they're doing. And a lot of people just took it as straight fact. I, I was seeing forever, oh, they're making it exactly like the manga. There will be no filler. There has been no statement that has said that. There's not been a single, even remotely close thing. All we've heard is the story is going to develop more speedily. And it'll be closer <laughs> to Toriyama's manga. <laughs> right. That doesn't. Closer, it does not man. say no driving episode. <laughs> well, I think a big part of that was Anime News Network. Yeah, basically came out and reported that, and a lot of people just 
took it. Right. You know, there, there's actually another story they put up more recently that it was. It almost seemed like a week late and partially incorrect. It seemed like there was nothing really new in there. I mean, I don't expect them to cover everything about Dragon Ball. I'm not delusional in that respect, but it, it did seem a little off. Yeah, definitely. Well, that's it. I got nothing else. Mary, let me go around and get your final thoughts. Not so much final, because we got to wait a month before we actually see this. How how are you feeling about Dragon Ball Kai right now? I kind of don't care anymore. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. All right. Corey? I, I will watch it the night it premieres, probably as soon as it hits the BitTorrent trackers. Um, I'm, I'm extremely interested to see what the final product looks like, if this commercial was representative, and how it compares. I mean... It would be interesting very much so, and I'm sure someone will do it, to do a three-way comparison between this, the Dragon Box footage, and what Funimation turned out, and just see what the three different uh, existing products will look like. But I don't think we're going to see the real limitations of what they're doing, if there are any, until we probably reach the end of the first arc. Gotcha. I'll call you Heath now. (laughs) I just got used to Heath Geo. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just going to have to wait till April 5th, and see how everything goes. I'll watch it. I'll probably thoroughly enjoy it. If it's totally cropped everywhere, I'll be a little upset. Maybe unforgiving. I don't know. Um, We'll see how good it is. If it completely blows me away, I may have a different answer. I don't know. But uh, it'll be very interesting with the voices and side-by-side comparisons that we can do with the voices. And then also just between the Dragon Box and the remastered version so it'll be interesting and i i will point out i mentioned this last time but to me this is still in some respects different than what funimation did just considering the point that they released the entire show uncut in 4.3 and it's still available yep and then funimation crammed certain episodes down your throat you can only get them 16.9 so agreed in that respect this is totally different, and if you don't like it, you aren't. They're not forcing you to buy it. You can go out and get the, you know, Dragon Ball Z singles. So in that respect, it's totally different. And I've been kind of upset that some people have been making that comparison, but you know, that's just the way it is. Right. If there's going to be any free pass, so to speak, I guess that's really going to be it. That they just finished releasing the whole thing. You can go buy it. It's not going anywhere. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm still going to be upset it's cropped, oh, yeah, but definitely. they're not forcing it down your throat, kind of like somebody else did. So. <laughs> Alright, that is going to wrap up our little discussion there. And it's not even a little discussion, it's a whole bunch of speculation on stuff, honestly, we know nothing about. We're just talking out of our asses, but people actively want to hear about it. That's, I'm hearing so much, oh my god, we want more Dragon Ball Guy talk, so there you go, folks. Uh, you'll hear more Woo-hoo. as soon as we know more. That's it. Yeah, on April 5th. <laughs> I'm sure we'll talk about it between now and April 5th. I have one more question. Yeah, shoot. <laughs> and I mean, I guess you can edit this back in if you think it produces <laughs> oh, whatever. any conversation. It's all good. But I mean, shit, it's a good time talking to you guys. But um, I'm wondering, I mean, we're looking at all this stuff, we're speculating, we're kind of just guessing wildly or trying to figure things out based on previous action. What would it take exactly for you guys to hate this? I wonder. Because, I mean, I'm looking at and trying to figure what what could they do, essentially, in my personal case, my experience as a fan, to actually make me reject this the same way I have, essentially, Funimation's product. It would take music that does not feel like Dragon Ball music and 
clearly lazy vocal performances, either one of those two will be enough to really hinder my enjoyment. And I'm not even talking about footage yet. It's just those two things. Gotcha. Yeah. I think I'm in the same boat. I mean, if if it doesn't really feel like Dragon Ball Z to me, then I don't know if I'm going to buy it as much. And that's just it. If Just like Funimation's dub of Dragon Ball Z does not feel like Dragon Ball Z to me, if whatever this right. product is does not feel like Dragon Ball Z, well, then I'm not really interested in it because it's Dragon Ball that I love, so. If they walk in, if Bulma walks into Kame House and Muten Roshi does not have a beer in his hand, <laughs> he'd be really pissed. And if he doesn't try to grab her ass. That's right. right. Oh, that's always going to happen. <laughs> but what if he looks like Chow Yun-Fat? <laughs> <laughs> and she's got guns and a streak of blue hair. Uh, we'll talk and about Goku that next just... week. Let's not do it. Oh, man, but that's so much fun. I know. <laughs> and then for the second break in here, I know we just finished talking about Dragon Ball Kai. And there's some extra stuff again. This came out the very next morning. There's going to be a new opening and ending theme. Both will be performed by Takayoshi Tanimoto, who uh, I guess did the Zatch Bell opening or a song for it. I don't particularly know anything about that show, but he did a song for it. I think he's done some Sentai stuff and all those related kind of music thingies. The opening theme is going to be called Dragon Soul, and the closing theme is going to be, yeah, break, care, break. Both of them written in English, and yes, lots of exclamation points in that second one there. No word on whether or not there's going to be a shift in the boo portion of the series like there originally was, but that's that. Also in this jump scan, they list some of the uh, main characters and their seiyu, the voice actors and actresses. Uh, notably missing would be people like Tenshin Han, which uh, is further interesting because people like Chaozi are listed. You think Chaozi is there? Tenshin Han's going to be there. Also, Gyu Mao is listed, obviously Daisuke Gordy, but he's barely around, so for them to list some of these more minor characters, especially for early Z, and uh, no word on replacements, if there's going to be replacements, what they're going to do. So that's kind of interesting. You can read the full list over on the homepage of Daisenshu EX. And with that, now the conversation about Dragon Ball Kai is officially over. All right, we're done. We're moving on to releases. Cruising through March, there's a lot of stuff, so let me get you going. March 3rd, Tuesday, Viz Big, Dragon Ball Volume 3. It would be Tankobo and Graphic Novels Volume 7 through 9. There would be General Blue up through the Odanai Baba arc. $17.99. Amazon's get a pre-order for $12.23. Let me see if that price is still uh, good because this was last week, so why am I still saying it? I don't really care. Hey, it's still $12.23, so that's why I'm saying it because it's still cheap on Amazon. And it's past March 3rd. Yes, I, I, I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. Someone else take so over. Technically, you can't really pre-order it. Well, it's still the pre-order price, so it's a sale, I guess you would say. I'm done. Heath, keep going. Give me March 13th, then. It's Friday the 13th, and Dragon Ball Movie R2 DVDs are coming out. For the first three, well, only three Dragon Ball movies. 2,800 yen apiece. Uh, you can pick those up over at CD Japan or Amazon Japan. And then we have Dragon Ball Evolution. It's Japanese theaters on Friday the 13th. How convenient. <laughs> I'm really hoping Julian goes that night so we can hear about it the next day on the show. Yeah, Herms isn't even going to be there. I was so upset. Oh. <laughs> I was going to force him to go. But oh, that's a shame. I told him he could go to Osaka and meet up with Julian. They could go together. Exactly. There needs to be a big American Dragon Ball Otaku get-together over there. I'll go 
<laughs> Mary, if you can see through the windscreen, we have uh, one thing coming out on March 18th. That's a Wednesday, and it's Dragon Ball Z Volume 31 Spanish Region 2 PAL DVD. It's a two-disc set, episodes 248 through 255, and it's 24.95 euros on ZonaDVD.com. There you go. Hey, Corey, why don't you give me a huge day here? You're going to do it all, March 19th. Sweet. That's awesome. All right, on March 19th, which is a Thursday, we have the Dragon Ball Evolution game coming out in Japan for the PlayStation Portable. It's being published by Namco Bandai. It's developed by Dimps and runs on a version of the Shin Budokai engine. And it is currently priced at $54.90 at PlayAsia's website. Nice. Um, You will not be able to order it many other places because a lot of places will not actually ship from Japan because they're uptight about video games. I hear you. Uh, let's see. Next, we have the French Dragon Ball Z box set number one coming out. That's from AB Video and TF1 Video. It is going to be 17 discs and will have 117 episodes, which comprise the end of the Garlic Jr. arc right before Trunks arrives. It's going to be in the original 4-3 aspect ratio, uh, remastered via their own process. Uh, we do not know at this point conclusively which masters are being used, so feel free to speculate. The French dub is included and were previously censored, the audio will switch to Japanese with subtitles, and the full Japanese track will also be available. Uh, Goku's voice actor recorded new title screen narrations, whereas previously there were none, and the next episode previews will be included, but only with Japanese audio. You are looking at a price of 170 euros. And then you have the French getting their own version of the Kanzenban, which would be Volume 1. It is being published by... How do you pronounce her name? <laughs> no one knows. <laughs> I mean, we all suck. And Glenant. I'm French. I'll, I don't even I'll know. I'll try to sound pretentious Glenant? in French. <laughs> Glenant? It is a re-release of the Dragon Ball manga following the Kanzenban format from Japan, including the red uh, cover art. Um, and it will be available predominantly, it looks like, from Amazon France would be your best bet for importing. Um, they have a price of, let's see, 10.55 euros for the uh, suggested retail price, but I believe they have a sale right now for 10.02, which I'm not sure what the cent... I don't know what the, what is the equivalent <laughs> I love the zero the two there. <laughs> I have no idea. I, I'm just trying my best to sound intelligent and failing miserably. <laughs> I just want to know why <laughs> France fine. is getting all the cool stuff. I know, they're yes, getting yes. the awesome stuff. <laughs> Well, moving on to equally intelligent things, we have Dragon Ball the Movie sticker book coming from Viz on March 24th. It is $6.99 for pre-order on Amazon. Thoroughly excited about that. And because that's kind of nothing, let me just finish it off. March 31st is a Tuesday. Dragon Ball Z movies 8, 10, and 11 coming from Funimation in their own remastered widescreen format. It's going to be a triple feature because they skipped movie 8 to do 7 and 9 together, so all three Broly movies are here. The DVD is $29.98, though Amazon's got it for $19.99 pre-order. The Blu-ray is $34.98, though Amazon's got it for $21.99. If you picked up that original Blu-ray from 07, you're probably going to want to replace it with this one, plus you get an extra movie though your excitement on Movie 11 may vary. With March out of the way, let's do a couple of quick emails. So this one here comes to us from Sean. Let me read it for you. Hey, guys at DiZX. Hope you're all doing well. I just want to ask a question about Yamcha's Sokidan technique that always confused me. Yamcha uses the Sokidan during the 23rd Tenka Ichibudokai as a last resort against Shen slash 
Tommy. But after that, it's never used again. I know that in TBC episode 17, he uses it against the past Saiyajin, but the whole episode is filler, so I'm not sure if that counts. I always found it strange that when Kami himself admits it's a powerful move, it is never deployed by Yamcha ever again. Surely he could have used it against the Saibai men or the Jinzo Ningen? I was wondering if there was a canonical reason it was never used again. Well, it was used in the recent Jump special. Yeah, that. I was very excited about that. Yeah. And that's about it. <laughs> I was looking it up to try <laughs> to see if I could find anything. That's the only thing I can think of where it was used. Yeah, that's it. I mean, oh, he uses it in DBZ Movie 3. Oh, yes, he does. And that's truly it. Yeah, it's uh, a real shame we never get to see it again, because I think that was one of the more interesting extra special techniques that was developed, and there's never any reason stated why he doesn't use it. It's just, I don't know, I chalk it up to Toriyama tossing those characters aside and I'm never really getting an opportunity to do it. Yeah, I was about to say, how often do we see him actually fight <laughs> at that point? <laughs> right. Because, <laughs> I mean, he fights, he dies, he becomes a bum. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, we'll move on. I'll just read this one uh, here from David as well. What else did the Z-Warriors learn between Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z? Correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't Goku learn to fly sometime between the two series? Well, that one's incorrect. Oh. Who wants to answer that one? <laughs> During the 23rd Budokai, well, in between while he was training with Kami. So. Right, he just kind of breaks it out of nowhere. Well, Tenshin Han and Chao Su could always do it. And then he trained with Popo and Kami, and uh, he shows up at the 23rd Budokai, and he can use it. Yay! <laughs> it was, it's never really explained. It's one of those in-between things. Right. Yay, time skips. So between Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z, I think uh, right off the bat we see Piccolo has the Makanko Sapo, which he developed on his own, which he was going to use to kill Goku. Beyond that, uh, I don't know. We don't really see anything if anyone happened to. Unless I'm missing something, but that's all I got. Anyone have any thoughts? None at all. <laughs> Ooh, all I right, like the then. easy questions. Yeah, yeah, the easy questions are good. So uh, that's going to be it. If anyone has any other easy questions they'd like to send in and we can very easily answer, Mary, I got to get it from you. Where do they send the emails to? Send them to podcast at com. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T at D-A-I-Z-E-X dot com. Thank you much. Heath, you actually sent us an audio email like a month ago. <laughs> yes, we'll I get did. to that. We'll do it. We'll, we'll do it eventually. It was a great question. Oh, you actually finally listened to it. Yeah, yeah I listened to it. No worries. <laughs> I thought it was a good question. Uh, it is was, a good one. I had never noticed that before, so we'll leave people well, now, hanging Now we're ruining it. Let's that. not talk about it. We'll, we'll get to uh, it in due time. It's an amazing question, everyone. You'll love it. It is an amazing question. <laughs> Maybe we'll spend two episodes on it. It's that amazing. Ooh. Forget Dragon Ball Kai. Forget Dragon Ball Evolution. It's all about a movie 11 character. <laughs> this one breaks the bank. I swear. <laughs> It'll shatter your Dragon Ball fandom mind. That's right. Well, thanks, guys. That was an episode of Daisenshu EX. It was good to have you both on again. Let me go over to Corey. Do you have anything you want to plug or say or do? What's up? Uh, nothing to plug, because I don't think I've actually had anything to plug for several years now, but um, a pleasure as always to deal with you guys. I was glad to be invited back on, and uh, hopefully it was a fun time all around. Good stuff. Thank you much. Heath. Heath Geo. Sweet. Name. Whatever. That guy. That guy over there. Number one rival. <laughs> I believe rightfully I should be given actual patent on that name. Because while people may not have heard it, I did actually coin it before we started recording. I give you full credit. I totally stole it from you. All right. Just as long as we put credit where credit's due. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you want to plug? 
Oh, we have this little site, konzentai.com, www.k-a-n-z-e-n-t-a-i.com. Gee, I don't know. We've got a lot of stuff going on, actually. Quite surprised for how busy I've been. Daisenchu 6, been working on it for about three months. Uh, I think Herms is just finishing up some of the translations, so hopefully that will go up shortly. Can you do me a favor and knock him out so I can catch up on some work? Sure, sure, I can do that next time <laughs> I see him. <laughs> all right. And um, we are actually going to finish up all of the Dragon Ball episodes before Kai airs. So Nice. That is my major goal. I've been hitting it hardcore for about the past month. So I, I haven't decided yet um, if we're going to be doling out the episode like three every day or if I'm just going to throw out like 50 all in one shot. <laughs> I don't know yet. Good luck so, with that. Yeah. I noticed like from going through the filler guide where I'm like, do I put up everything that's done? Do I do one at a time? Then I do nothing. Right. It's like, oh, man, I could really milk this and have updates forever. Exactly. But, oh, well. So we've got those two big things going on. we got a couple small things, but we'll keep people in the dark for a little while. Very nice. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me on. It's always a pleasure. You got it, man. You're, you're here when Julian's not. So, you know, yeah, my life pleasure. is complete. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, that leaves the woman over here and Julian, who's off in Japan and not here on the show, and me. Uh, Mary, I'm just calling you from Daizen Chewy X now. Oh, that's, that's kind of sad. From. That's nice, but what? I kind of have a site too. All right, you can plug Temple of Trunks. All right, Temple of Trunks can be found at www.templeotrunks.com. And I'm coming up on almost a year since I last updated. Sorry. About that. You should do it exactly to the year. Nah, some, that's depressing. You have some old calendars. I mean... Calendar's it, done. Oh, is it done? That was the last update I did. Oh, man. Uh, I need to do screen caps from the... Jump anime tour. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. That's something. It's work. I don't like sitting at the computer. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> Just wait for the DVD to come out. That's right. It'll be much easier to go through. All right. So uh, all of us, including Mary, because she's here every week, Daizenchuex, www.daizex.com. We've, uh, we've got a podcast coming next week that's going to be all about Dragon Ball Evolution to varying degrees, depending on whether or not Julian goes to see the movie. We'll definitely be talking about the junior novel, which I read in one sitting because it's a junior novel and it's kind of an easy read. But it has we'll too many t- big words for you, Mike. <laughs> uh, just a couple. <laughs> we'll be talking about Ayumi Hamasaki's rule new CD single, which uh, I'm holding here in my hand. I haven't watched the DVD yet, so uh, I'm thankful it finally came in. We can talk about it. Hey, maybe we'll talk about the movie. I don't know. That's up to Julian. So, until then, for Corey, thank you much. Thank you very much for having me. For Hujio from Kanzentai. It's been a pleasure. For Mary over here, and for Julian. Spanx. Spanx. You got it. For all of them, my name is Mike Vegito EX, and this was 167. <laughs> All right, we're recording. I'm going to rock this shit. <laughs> Don't, Don't break anything. Don't too hard now, no, Sonny. I'll try not to. Don't want to rock the boat too oh. much. Oh. Rock the dragon, but we you can't. Uh, oh, I'm sorry for that. <laughs>
We had to and go there. And Mary has <laughs> just given us our first outtake. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> It's being published by Namco Bandai. It's developed by Dimps and runs on a version of the Shin Budokai engine. Ah, you said Budokai. It, I hate you. Get off my show. Uh, <laughs> it could have said <laughs> Budokai Tenkaichi. At least I didn't say Budokai. I know. There's like layers to <laughs> my hatred of this word. You're only in the middle. So I'll let you okay, continue. Okay. Take two. Take two. <laughs> It's developed by Dimps, runs on a vision. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck it all. (laughs) That's an outtake. (laughs) And then he trained with Popo and Kame. And. Did I just say Kame?